Hey everyone, before you start listening to the episode, I just want to let you know I had to mess around with the audio a little bit, so you're going to hear pitches of people just kind of getting a little bit louder and a little bit softer, where they're kind of talking like they have a hand over their mouth uh, due to microphone etiquette and the lack thereof. I also wanted to let you know over the weekend, I, uh, over the weekend, Norm Brayfogle passed away. Norm Brayfogle was a ar- artist for Batman in the late eighties, early nineties. He was instrumental in helping build uh, post crisis, create a bunch of characters such as Victor Zaz, Jeremiah Arkham, Anarchy, and one of my favorites, the Ventriloquist and Scarface. Um. It really sucks, obviously. He was a great artist, and only at 58 when he passed away. I'm not really good at eulogizing, but if you have a charity you want to donate to, the Hero Initiative is a good one. It's heroinitiative.org. They help older creators uh, with medical bills, housing, food, the essentials, because you know it was a con- it is still is a contracting type business, so they don't have financial security forever. Sorry to start on such a somber note, but I figured I'd at least let some people know or whatever. Like I said, I, I, I suck at eulogizing. It really sucks that uh, Norm passed away, but uh, rest in peace, Mr. Bray Fogle, and, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. I heard of Tom Hardy, but Bane? You're listening to The Run. It is- Hi, hello. How you doing? Fantastic again. You're not supposed to talk before I introduce you. Oh, it's always a pleasure. That's radio. Stop. That's radio etiquette. It's not really radio. podcast etiquette. Well, this is the run, a show about comics, uh, not running or jogging, like I said before, and not about diarrhea. Uh, we want to look at certain runs in the comic industry, be it story, characters, or creators. So far, we are dealing with the Nightfall Saga. Previous episodes, we've dealt with Venom. And sort of Asriel, so go back and listen to those if you don't want to be confused. Or don't, I'm not your boss. So we're looking at Vengeance of Bane, the first appearance of the titular character Bane and his impact on Nightfall as a whole. What do you guys think about Bane in general? Is he, where, where would he rank in your pantheon of bat villains? Mm. Do you like Bane? I do. As a whole, so. Or? so this story came out when I was like a kid. So I remember like... You were three. Okay, I remember seeing Bane as a kid, knowing that he was like a new character. And I remember thinking the mask is cool. The muscles are dope. He just beat the shit out of Batman. Sick. Yeah, he's got a very simple but badass look to him. I love his mask. The roided look that he has before and after using his drug Venom, which makes him even more stronger. Jonathan, what about you? I still don't know if I like him or not. I can't decide that. Overall, as a Bat villain? Yeah, sometimes I do. Like... it's like a 50-50 mix for me with him. Some, I guess it also depends on the, the writer at the time, whether or not it's a good yeah. version. There's things I like about him. 
but then other things. I don't know if it's because he's just a villain. It's just like, eh, he's not one of my favorites. So I, I think when we go over this run in general, he starts off as a complete badass for a new character, and then he just gets turned into jobber of the week for a while. Well, I, think. I have an explanation for that. We can get to that later in the run. So, well, I mean, well, I mean, you can go over now. I don't think people are going to get spoiled on this, and I think they know the gist of it. We're just trying to see if this thing holds up. Well, the four people who don't know who Bane is are going to be really upset. <laughs> um, the, the four people listening in general to this. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole point of the uh, him breaking down Batman, like, in in I haven't read any. Well, actually, I have a more recent issue where he and Batman fought. But it's like Bane Quest or whatever Bane Conquest. No, not about? that. That oh. was a separate thing. I'm talking about like the issues in Batman right before that started, just recently. But when he, if he were to go one on one with Batman, he doesn't win. So yeah, and I mean, it's funny because you know in Vengeance of Bane, and we'll get to it, but he's basically like, oh well, <clears throat> he doesn't kill, so that's Batman's weakness, and it's it really isn't. He kind of, but. Later on, when he gets schooled, you know, he's acting all like, oh, well, you can't do this to me. What are you no. doing? Oh, no. That's not fair. <laughs> that's exactly he gets, how he sounds you know, like, too. And, and it's like, well, hey, fire with fire, buddy. This is the way it is now. You, yeah. made, you, you set the bar. I'm just up here reaching for it finally. And you lost. And you lost rather spectacularly. Uh, I think the planning of him out the gate was kind of just like the anti-Batman because he also plans in a way, just like Batman does. Yeah, but, like he like was, you don't see that out of his other. He's villains. really smart, and I, that's the one thing, like how he yeah. deciphers Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne and all this other stuff. And don't get me wrong, what you know, you know, him tiring Batman out after th- sending him through a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, but every yeah, but later thing. later stories it shows him just as like the flavor of the week it seems, which is a real shame I think because. As we'll see through this, probably well, he's, he, he was, he's again, a legitimate threat. Like he's, he's a legitimate plot device in this whole story. Yeah, but to get to a certain point in yeah. Batman's career is what you know the Batman storytelling. And you don't see new villains going this deep, like in a storyline. Usually, yeah, okay, they're new; they'll be around for a bit. But you never see them take center stage the way Bane did, at least in my experience, or something like that. You know, I unless I'm overthinking it and there's a villain out there that's a brand new debut and took off like wildfire i i can't think of it since since bane i'm sure there's one or two of them out there Besides but deadpool no well then uh, deadpool's been around for a while yeah, that'd I mean, be, you know what that, that'd be an interesting discussion for later on if like, we could try and pick try and find characters that were as integral to a story's run or as it like you said as as popular it's as he was in the beginning. That push, that wrestling push he gets. Yeah, like, I, like, in the beginning. I've never seen, at least that I can remember, a villain just being debuting in this one shot that we read and just becoming the guy and being as popular as he is for just right out the gate. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, and this was back in, like, 93. This is going to be a very short episode. What is your favorite version of Bane? Like, there's been different versions of him throughout media for Batman in general. I mean... You got the cartoon, you got the movies, you got video games and stuff like that. You got other interpretations of them through Elseworlds and whatnot. I don't know if you guys had a version um, you really liked. I'm going to go with the original Batman the Animated Series version. Okay. Um, only because I was reading something about that that, uh, well, A, he closely resembles this version of Bane. And I remember as a kid watching those issue episodes 
And I remember I was reading something recently where they were actually surprised that they were able to put that character into the show because that show premiered the same year this stuff even happened. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. The fact that they, they, they did that, they were... I forget if it was the writers that were surprised they were able to do that. I think it was. They wanted to, and they were able to use him. And the fact that, that in that episode, when I'm like, are they actually going to break Batman's back in this? Yeah. And he, he gets out of it, which was fine. But I was like, I actually had a moment of... Are they going to do this in the cartoon? Yeah. Which was a general cool thing back then. I mean, again, that was it was it's not in this day and age of like, oh, I have those all on DVD and I can watch them whenever. Right. My kid can whenever that time comes, we'll be able to watch them all, which is great. But that was Saturday morning yeah. cartoons, like we don't have anymore. You Wait. watch that and you don't know the next time episode's be on. And you have no anticipation of what the episode's gonna be, and it turns into that. Yeah, which lends to the credence of like I've never seen such a strong debut that they're throwing him into this cartoon yeah. immediately. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, my favorite bane is when he was a member of the Suicide Squad. Um, you mean Secret Six? Secret Six, yeah. Okay. That's what it was, same difference. Uh, with Catman and uh, Gail Simone Vandal stuff, yeah. yeah, that was really good. And he, yeah, and he's off the venom, and he yeah. kicked, he kicked the venom. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that that was good too because that's that's back where Bane just became jobber of the week, and he was a shell of his former self. And Gail Simone put a lot of character, like that weird no villain nobility nobility into him, mm-hmm. which was good. Where he later, I liked the end of that run too, where he took over. The Secret Six squad, basically. It's just like, I'm running this joint now. And their final plan was to go kill Catwoman and Robin, I think. Yeah. But it failed, of course, because you can't kill them. But it was just a nice, we're going to get these guys, go out, last hurrah type deal. But yeah, that was pretty good. It was really cool to see like a pivot of like, not quite the villain. And like, he's always kind of had that weird, like, he's definitely a villain, but like a gray area, not typical, (laughs) twirling my mustache type shit. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. Super chaotic neutral. Lawful, evil. yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Lawful uh, evil. That would be the best place yeah. for him. Plus, they made him smart again. Get them that run. Gail actually made him smart because yeah. he kind of turned into just an idiot. Thanks, Joel well. Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if anyone was going to bring up that as their favorite version of Bane, Joel Schumacher, that <laughs> pissed me off. I mean, that movie pisses everyone off. But it's fun in a campy way. But it's just like, man, to put your breakout freaking villain in something like that. Uh, my, ver- my I think my favorite version would probably be the Arkham Asylum version of Bane. Because I like the Arkham Asylum, the video game Arkham Asylum, not the book. That aesthetic, there, everyone's just dirty and greasy and grimy, and it's, I guess, a little bit more realistic. Like the way Bane is all has these haggard-looking hoses and chains on him and stuff like that, because he's just a giant monster man. Um, yeah. Probably, if you say, "What's your favorite version of any Batman thing?" I'm probably going to say the Arkham Asylum version of something. It's a fair statement. Surprised none of us said Tom Hardy. Yeah, I mean, I did mention him at the beginning. You did. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Anything else you'd like to? <laughs> no, but I'm not going to lie. When I was reading this, I read it in that Bane voice. Did it make it better or worse? Mm, I mean, when they started using like different like uh, Spanish like mannerisms, it kind of made it a little weird. But no, overall, it's fine. Uh, truthfully, for the last three or four years, anytime I read Doctor Doom, I use... Dark Knight Rises Bane voice and it works really well. See, it's interesting because, like you say, I think every time I read Batman, I use the animated series voices for the, every character. Yeah, uh, because there was it's a, he has a Hispanic accent, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, every time I read something, like if I read a book and the Joker's in it, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. If I'm reading, you know, Two Face, it's what's his bowl from uh, Night Court. <laughs> right. 
you know, it's just I used it. Wait, Bull from Night Court was Two Face? Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? No, no, I didn't. I mean, come I on. Was really I mean, long. You can't tell me that you read a Batman story and you're not hearing Kevin Conroy because he is the voice of Batman. Oh yeah, him. Yep. But no, I didn't know about Two Face being Bull. That's just that's just a no one. Anyone listening to this probably doesn't know idea what Night Court is. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's just go over this book real quick because, like I said, there's really not much to it. This is just the origin story of Bane. Um, he got his own one-shot, uh, aptly titled, like we mentioned, "Vengeance of Bane," written by Chuck Dixon. He was just a Chuck Dixon's a longtime Batman family writer. He was always on either like Nightwing, Robin, Detective. He was all over the place. Did a lot of Punisher work in the '90s as well. Is that uh, did some X-Men stuff. Was it Excalibur? No, you're thinking of Chris Claremont or Alan Davis. I know he did some X-Men stuff, and he made Nightcrawler. Scott he's been all over the place. Yeah, I mean, his Nightcrawler was awful. Uh, I don't think he's ever done Excalibur. I know Scott Lobdell, Chris Claremont, Alan Davis, Ben Rabb. It might have been Excalibur, but it was some kind of an X-Men thing. Okay. I think he did Wolverine at one point, maybe. Yeah, he's done Wolverine. He has. And Graham Nolan, who I think is an underrated artist, did the art for this book. Graham Nolan was another Batman family artist that was just around all those titles, bouncing all over the place. He also did Rex Morgan, MD, for a very long time in the Sunday comic or the uh, newspaper comic strips, if you can believe that. So, you know, like that's like you said. Yeah, I'll agree. There's some pages where his art shines, and other pages where it just is horrible. Really? And I feel well. Okay, I'm gonna point one out to you. Um, Jonathan's slipping through the book right now for them at home. Mm-hmm. While you're while you're looking for that, um, we're gonna basically start this off and just okay right here oh. well uh, all right let me start off page 15 where he shows um trog which i guess he's supposed to be but uh, like troll-like almost but like yes i don't know it's just and i mean there's inconsistencies with art even today don't get me wrong but right. just it like i said some of the run like some of the artists in the early 90s of dc like where Marvel had Mark Bagley and what well, Jim Lee was still there. Like Marvel in the '90s, I thought had early '90s had their, they had the image had, guys. They had the cream of the crop yeah. of artists. Don't get me wrong. DC had some okay people, but and, and again, I haven't read most of anything else but Batman and Superman back then. But I feel like Batman and Superman shared artists during this time because I feel like the same artists that were on here were on Death of Superman and stuff. Um, but sure, some of them are good, some of them aren't. And, it, and again, like, like, I wonder if, if you re-ink these and recolor these and shaded them with today's technology like they use, would the art come through and shine better than it did then? Because oh, no. I feel like that might be a product of it. Because it, there was like a... It, the coloring was very flat back then. Yeah, and it just might be muddled by the lack of technology back then. That Back then was good, but when you compare it to today, it doesn't live up. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think it would look better if they retouched it, but no matter how much you retouch it, you can't hide that 90s here. No, well, a lot of 90s, 90s madness, tropes. 90s, yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of comb overs and bowl cuts and stuff. I like just, that. I, that's the, the one thing I can't stand about the, the way they drew it was, again, watching the animated series and you look at Bullock there and then you read this and like, he's wearing a yellow jacket in a freaking pink paisley shirt what the hell is wrong with bullock in these (laughs) issues you know i mean it just he looks like an idiot okay well let's let's just break this down because like i said it's it's not that long so many years ago on the island hey look at this this looks familiar if you haven't uh if you've been paying attention santa prisca the same island that dr porter and general slaycroft were on for the batman venom episode a group of revolutionaries conducted a failed coup against the reigning government there just generic 
communist, I guess, Cuban-type government. That's what they were going for at the time. Those that survived the three-day massacre were arrested and detained in the prison facility known as Peña Doro. I think I'm saying that right. There's a couple tildes there. One of the prisoners was a slender woman with a heavy child. That is Bain's mother. Her husband was killed. His father was killed during the campaign. And in accordance with the century-old law, the punishment of the father must be carried out towards the son. So basically, Bain had to do his father's sentence, which is kind of cruel and unusual, but, you know, that's just me. Bain goes on to live in this prison and slowly befriends certain people while he's growing up. Jonathan, you mentioned the one already. What was his name again? Trog. 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 He befriends Bird and befriends Zombie. Yeah, there's a, there's a custodian around there named Zombie. Yep. Um, and then Bird, who is from Gotham City. David Bowie looking. Yeah, he looks like David Bo- a blonde David Bowie, basically. That has command of birds, hence his name. Who is also in The Dark Knight Rises. Is he? He's the guy who confronts the cop on the bridge. Hmm. That's apparently Bird. Did he have a bird? It's been a long time since no. I've seen that movie. I mean, oh. they, they never gave him a bird. They never even gave him like a drone. It's just... Did he look like him? I don't know. White guy, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, he befriends these people, and over time, Bane gets basically put into a hole has to i think it's a wa- big ass water hole basically it fills up at night yeah whenever he's a kid he yeah. uh oh his mother also died when he was six years old in this prison so he was on his own since he was in six he's had to deal with that but yeah ever since he was a kid he's been completely alone gets into this basically torture not really a torture device but just a hole full of water it fills up at night and he has to survive it's like the tides come in or something yeah yeah and i guess the fact is he survives there for a couple of years it looks like and then he the fact is i think they say like 5 yeah so he goes yeah. in as basically like a 12 year old and then he comes out as a teenager or a man and then becomes basically starts to kind of almost run the jail because then he becomes big and bulky and just wins all the street fights and all that other stuff yeah, he has nothing else to do but work out and read as well. He starts oh, yeah. learning how to yeah. read. Once, once he once he's becomes 17, that's when Bird shows up. Yeah. And he starts to read everything, and he becomes, turns out to be very intelligent and is just a sponge for knowledge and just reads everything. And then uh, before or after the lab experiments, probably before, of course, Bird being a criminal and being unsavory nature and having come from Gotham City he tells him about, about the Batman, Batman and yeah. basically how Batman's you know where he thinks it's Bane thinks it's a literal man like Batman like man bat yeah because and, you know he doesn't know any better he's been in that prison his whole life yeah and so he basically wants to get to Gotham yeah I like I like how this is like a allegory to Batman though I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for whereas Batman had the money and freedom to become this smart living weapon detective guy, Bane was also becoming like a smart weapon, but under the duress of this prison. So it was just like the the yin yang type of. Well, they actually they actually did that in the most recent run. Well, I have to look up the issues because they're all scattered in my house. But uh, uh-huh. the one issue, the last issue of I Am Bane in Tom King's current run, yeah, it was either the first issue or the last issue. But basically, they do a side by side and they basically retell Vengeance of Bane alongside like Batman's origin and it shows okay. the two kids as young kids and shows Bruce with his parents and Bane with nobody and then yeah. Bruce go, you know both having tragedy cuz Bane loses his mom Bruce loses his parents but then Bruce doing his thing and Bane basically retelling the exact same origin in here just in under a different it. cloak basically well yeah. it's it's literally almost page for page like the exact same images it's the exact yeah. same story oh okay it's yeah. just that they they actually do do it 
side by side comparing the two men because they they didn't but they almost did have the exact same early career of just yeah. becoming elite fighters and yeah whatnot chris uh just to go back to the beginning of the show when we said chuck distant uh chuck dixon i was thinking of chuck austin Oh God! Yeah, yeah. No wonder. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. listen. Just, just so we're, uh, there's, there might be someone listening to this like losing their mind right now. I just want to acknowledge that. Yes. Listen, I know this is in its infancy. We are doing Chuck Austin's complete career run at one point. I um, have it on the docket. We're doing it. I don't know when. I'm okay with U.S. War Machine. Everything else. No, everything. Everything is done. It's 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 hmm. good enough to do a run completely a whole uh, season on this. So anyway, back to the matter of hand, Bane. Well, after he learns about Batman, then he starts to get uh, experimented on. And yeah. With the, the Venom drug that we dealt with in episode one, they reformed it even better, they said, basically. And then it turns out that Bane is the only prisoner. Every other prisoner that they introduce the drug to basically just dies from convulsions or the experiment. And Bane yeah. is the only one. He's the only one I can take it. Yeah. That it works for him. Yeah. And so... He fakes his death afterwards. And the way that they got rid of prisoners, because it also happened to his mother, is basically they just throw the body. It's like on a, this, this prison's on an island infested with the sharks, just like we saw in Venom. The sharks just eat the bodies. He gets thrown off. They think he's dead. He kicks the shit out of sharks. And he climbs back up, goes, finds the prison warden in his bed and kills him, and then basically takes over the prison itself. And they escape to Gotham on Bird's Accord because he wants to... Uh, Beat, the, beat Batman. the Batman. He wants a new challenge, so to speak. They get there. They take care of a... I forget what the... I should have written it down. The uh, the crime boss that Bird got screwed over by because that's how he got sent there. A crime guy with a nose. Yeah, no-nose Tony or something like that or iron-nose yeah, Tony, steel-nose. Steel plates on his nose. Yeah. They make quick work of them. and Who, when I read, mind immediately went to the, uh, the mutant master from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I don't know if you mentioned this on Mike or not, Jonathan, but Batman shows up later at uh, one of Bane's shindigs when he's trying to figure out how Batman works, and he realizes that Batman doesn't kill no matter what. Well, he, he's basically following him. Is it his? I forget if it's his, his shindig or whatever, but Batman, it might be. But basically, yeah, Batman's fighting everybody. One criminal, they're on, it's like a construction site, and they're yeah. on like higher up, and one guy gets hit, he's about to fall down and basically die, and then Batman goes and saves him. And then yeah. that's when Bane discovers that he won't kill. And he right. thinks that that's... And he's his, just coming for him soon. Yeah. And he thinks that that's Bane's one big, for whatever reason, advantage over Batman. Which, I guess, in some which ways, it, is, yeah. it can be. Because if what we get into later in Nightfall, where Bane basically puts him through a gauntlet to get him tired, I mean, Batman's not going to pull a gun out on him. He knows he'll have him eventually. If yeah. Batman doesn't kill, he just has to wear, wear him down. Um, also, that gangster's name is Jimmy No-Nos. Don't send me emails about that. Or do. At the run pod at gmail.com. Uh, um, Jimmy No Nose podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> My side pod coming up. But yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it's just space Bane just becoming who he is and then realizing that he wants to beat Batman to become the man, to be the man. You got to beat the man. Just go like that. There's really not much to it. What would you guys, what would you guys rate this as, you know, the one shot that it is? I mean, from reading it, you know, yeah, uh, a nine. A um, nine. Yeah, honestly, really? just because you get all the information you need, you get the story that you need. It doesn't, I feel like it doesn't really waste time with anything. But, you know, ultimately, that's really all it is. It's just a quick origin story. Ba-boom. Nothing too crazy, per se. But it sets up, you know, this villain that we all know have is 
mask is like burned into our brains up there with like the Joker smile. And I think it was yeah, very it's important. very iconic mask. Yeah. Yeah, for how simple it is. So yeah, I would definitely give it a nine. Quick read. Jonathan? Uh I think it's integral to the story, but I'm probably gonna say like a seven or so. On its own. Let's let's just rate it on its own. On its own, I'm gonna say like a seven. Seven? Okay. Just Run of the I, for me, it's, it's inconsistency with the art. Because, like, at the beginning, like I said, it's just kind of like in the prison. It's just, it, I don't think it's that good. But then at the end, especially with the Batman fight, like, it's, it's really on par. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I give it a seven as well. It's a pretty good origin story, I think. I like the anti-Batman thing, even if that idea has been done to death in other comic books where it's just like the antithesis or the, the reverse of whatever it is. Um, the foil. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm a mark for Grand Nolan, Graham Nolan's art. I know some of you, like you guys said your voices about it. I like his version of Bane because he's still a big dude, but he he's also gets bigger still when he gets the Venom drug in him. And you don't really see too many one shots of just, you know, villains just bing, bang, boom, in and out. Usually when we get an origin for a villain, it takes issues upon issues upon well, issues. Well, again, that's that's the storytelling back in the 90s as opposed yeah. to today where everything's dragged out to a six-issue well, trade. Even then, and I just thought of it, Carnage. Carnage is probably the only other villain I know of, but he's kind of even fell off a little bit. But he's come back in recent years. Just He has the Bane effect of just like his debut is so strong and then the maximum Carnage things comes along and all the one-shots. and mm. yeah. A lot of people that don't read complex anymore still remember Carnage. 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 Carnal knowledge? No, 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 Can no. Tell you no. That story? What? When one neighbor across the street, like we're talking, and he kept mentioning this person named Carnage. And I'm like, who are you talking about? He's uh. like, oh, this character, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. And I'm like, you mean Carnage? No, no, his name's Carnage. And he like, I'm like, I never, it took me the longest time to realize that he actually meant car, like, and even back like back then, I wasn't saying, oh, you mean Carnage. I thought it was actually some other new character. And then I realized <laughs> he just doesn't know how to pronounce the name. Yeah. <laughs> He's an idiot. Well, like I said, we're probably going to be idiots, too, because I'm looking at some of these comic creator names. And I'm just like, oh, God, that could be pronounced six different ways. So yeah, like a if, bit different than a <laughs> so, Carnage is yeah, that's, really that's straightforward. Yeah, for that's a vocabulary. That's like reading like cat wrong, you know, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, but if it's a weird name and you've never heard it out loud and you mispronounce it, it's it's because we read it. Well, yeah, and like you said, I feel bad about artist names that I know I mispronounce all the time, but yeah. it's not like they, well, I guess you could Wikipedia it, but... Sometimes not even that. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but J.M. Dematias, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure. Jean-Marc Dematias. Uh, he's one of my favorite writers, and I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly yet. Shit, I always catch myself saying Enos and Ennis. Yeah, back and forth. I just found it. out Mark Millar is Millar like maybe a year ago. I always thought it was oh, Miller. Oh, yeah, Miller. Yeah, I always thought it was yeah. Miller, too. So, and I have another email here where you can email us at Chris where? The, the run pod at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, that is the run pod at gmail.com. Was that correct? Yes. Fuck yeah, email it. <laughs> this comes in from Richard. Hey, if you could give the Venom to any other Batman villain, who would you give it to? Pretty straightforward question. Who the Joker. The, that's already been done in Arkham Asylum. I know. Um, Who would benefit from that, do you think? Scarecrow. Yeah? I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Because, uh, would, you, would he put it in his gas, his fear gas, or would he give it to himself? I don't know. He'd probably figure out some way to... A bunch of scared voided he, out he, dudes. He'd probably figure out some way to engineer it. So he'd give himself Venom so that he could actually stand toe-to-toe with Batman and then figure out some way to use it yeah. in his fear gas to... 
maybe make your bladder stronger so you're or weaker or something. So you always have to pee when you fight yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> he'd do something. He like he'd do something with it so it worked against your foes and it uh-huh. assist him. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer, Scarecrow. If um if I had to choose someone else, just off the top of my head, uh, Great White Shark. Oh, oh, oh! The character. I was thinking of the sharks that Batman beat up in Venom. <laughs> so he's even more stronger. Yeah. More no. Stronger. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's just hard because like it's a lot of like, you know, not very physically imposing. I would love to see Matt Mad Hatter on Venom. That would be fun. Yeah. Just like rampaging insanity. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna see in the next one. Riddler actually gets a dose of it in the prelude to uh, Nightfall, which mm. is kind of funny looking. I believe it's it's that. The prelude. I don't think it's in a proper. The ventriloquist. That'd be another no, funny one. Proper, <laughs> I, I wish it was, but it's not in this trade. No, Scarface gets it. Ventriloquist does yeah. not. It's <laughs> just like the size of a boulder, just yeah. like dragging them along. That'd be funny. I think uh, I haven't really seen it too much, and I'm kind of surprised because Marvel's notorious for it, changing the comics to match the movies. But uh, other than giving Bane the coat that Tom Hardy had in like mm-hmm. New Fifty Two, they never really. I never really see that design for like the mask. And I think you could blend it together so cool. Classic Bane mask, but with like that mouth growth piece and yeah. stuff on it. Like it looked like the teeth. Like Yeah, but cool. again, they changed the Bane character for the movie, so it's he doesn't need that in the comic books right. figure. Uh they kind of did that with the Injustice Bane. Yeah, yeah. you got the hoses. A little bit, yeah. but I mean That's another good version of Bane I forgot about. Arkham's still better, but yeah, yeah that, uh, that's a good question. Thanks for writing in. You can, again, write us a question or comment or anything else at our email address. That is therunpod at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, I don't think I said it, but the average that we gave this story overall was a 7.6, so that's pretty good. I would say yeah, I'd it. say it's good. Yeah, I mean, I think this is more essential than Sword of Asriel, to be honest. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like you could probably get away with not reading Sword of Asriel compared to this if you had to choose between. But I say read them all. Screw it. Read them all. That's going to do it. We said the email. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at flatular f l a t u l a r until we maybe possibly get a separate Twitter account for this podcast. Who knows? I don't feel like running two of them because I'm just a lazy, lazy man. And yeah, that'll do it. Until next time, Chris. Until next time. <laughs> Wow, you stuck with the show to the end. This show is produced and edited by me, as well as those oh-so-lovely vocals were by me. Also, a special thank you to Kimberly Lee for the show art. You can see more of her work at KimberlyLeeArt.Weebly.com. If you truly enjoyed this, please share it and tell a friend and vote us five stars on whatever podcast platform you use, as that would help us out tremendously. Thank you so much for listening.